You're listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. Welcome back, everyone. This is another update from the Liberty Forum in Manchester. Really excited to be here. And currently, I'm with Desiree Campbell, who is a crypto advocate, uh, also has a, an awesome YouTube channel, has a political social commentary on her channel. Thanks so much for chatting with me. Thank you for having me. So I wanted to talk with you about your personal experience as a YouTuber. Um, you've been deplatformed in the past uh, for your views, and uh, and you're also a big proponent of cryptocurrency. And I just wanted to talk about the relationship between those things. Uh, so let's start with talking a little bit about you, what you do, and um, and the issues you've run into with platforms like YouTube. Okay, my name is Desiree, and I I'm from the I'm from Jamaica, and I came to the US in 2010 and I lived in upstate New York and I was just living there for a while going to school and then when I went to the city in about 2014 I began to perceive the world a bit differently because I was running to a lot of what people call identity politics which I wasn't really used to due to my background being from Jamaica and coming from a different um, history with these kinds of issues from a different country and so I also felt a bit like I couldn't speak about certain things because it, it was like the era of Trump and everybody like hating on him. And so you felt as if you could only say it was political correctness. So that was what was going on. But I decided to be a very outspoken person and I decided to go on YouTube and start a channel and I started talking about a lot of things and that sort of took off. Um, and I did that for about a year and I made a one particular video. It was called, I don't, why I'm not a fan of Black Lives Matter. And that video was trending for a bit, like some of my subscribers told me, but then it, it wasn't trending anymore and then it pretty much actually just stopped with views. And that was when I had my first suspicion that YouTube was, say, in some way using algorithms to censor my content or some people call it being sandboxed. So that happened and that was the first thing and my views kind of went down. So that, that was, it was actually really depressing because it, it takes a lot of time and energy to put into that kind of content and I was also speaking from my heart so I was trying to connect with people and so it's basically someone trying to smuff to muffle your voice that that's I mean as someone like it, it's so hard to get views and to get a community to watch your content and then then to like have it visible out there and so what you're saying is you had a successful channel you were trending you were getting a lot of exposure out there and then suddenly you put out this video the views just like immediately went down like you could see it in your analytics like they just stopped so there's a very clear definite moment I mean it's it's very unlikely to think that every single person who would have watched your your videos just suddenly went like oh suddenly we all at the same time decide to stop watching like something happened there with their, their algorithms so uh, what have you noticed since then like has this been an ongoing issue uh, it's definitely been an ongoing issue and I definitely want to point out that, it, that this is not just me. This is something that has happened to a lot of channels and I think, I don't know if they target a channel specifically, but I do think that they stop recommending videos. So your videos won't get recommended except for people who are already in a certain mindset, I guess, or who, who have already um, subscribed to your channel before or very similar channels. But that's not the only thing that happened because last year, around August last year, I was actually banned by PayPal because I set up donations there and people will donate to me. And um, I just, I was in Jamaica at the time. There's a whole video about it on my channel. My channel is called Just Thinking Out Loud, by the way, if you want to search for it. And 
I got an email saying you have violated our acceptable use policy and your funds won't be accessible for 180 days. I'm not sure if it's actually been 180 days yet. I haven't checked. And I, I called and I emailed and, I, and when I was logged into my account, I also asked them, hey, what did I do? Because I didn't know, I, I suspected, but I didn't know what I actually did because I think although I talk about sensitive topics, I think I'm a very reasonable person in my opinion. And I didn't get a response. And when I called the person, they said I had to talk to the acceptable use policy department. So I, I tried to do that by email because that was the only way to reach them. And that that's nice and convenient, isn't it? Yeah, and that didn't work or nobody got back to me. So then I was like, okay, I don't know what I did. So let me go and create another account. So I did that and then that was there for a while. And then I got my first donation and they canceled the whole thing again. And they they never got back to me, but one of my one of my tweets about this topic um, on my Twitter kind of went viral, I guess. Like a, a bunch of people retweeted it, and I know that they know about what happened to me because someone in my on in the thread said, "Hey, PayPal has been kind of they screwed me over in this way," and then PayPal support responded to them and said, "Hey, we'd love to get in touch with you. We're sorry for the inconvenience." So that was under my thread, so they know they know what happened. But yeah, so that that was that's my experience with um, being censored, and it, it sucks. It's an experience that sucks. However, I do think that in the long term we will have alternative let, let's talk about those alternatives. So now, I mean, PayPal is something that is a great resource for people, for getting donations, for monetizing, for earning a living, you know, doing what, what they're good at. And um, and when that's taken away, that's like a, a kick to the gut, you know. That's a, a huge revenue stream that is just not viable or available to someone anymore. Now, you're into cryptocurrency. Let's talk about cryptocurrency as being the solution to this in, uh, issue because we're talking about uncensorable money. We're talking about money that can't be you know, pressured by governments, can't be pressured by intermediaries. You can't have people like PayPal suddenly saying, well, I'm shutting this down because these are peer-to-peer transactions. So like, what have you done to look into cryptocurrency and find ways to supplement your income using this alternative uh, revenue stream? Well, at least on my donation website, I do have a link to two cryptocurrencies. One is Bitcoin and one I actually work with in terms of creating educational content and it's, it's called Particle. It's a privacy coin that's also building a marketplace. But I first heard about cryptocurrency in about 2013. I followed um, a podcaster who talked about it. I bought some Bitcoin a long time ago and then I sold it because I needed it. I think it was for like rent or school books or something really mundane that I should never have sold it for. I should never have bought groceries that week. Oh, what was I thinking trying to survive? Yeah. Um, and then I kind of forgot about it. But then in mid-2017, when everybody was remembering cryptocurrencies again because the media was sort of hyping it up, I kind of got back on the train and I bought a little bit of cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. Um, I think it was mostly Ethereum. I think I got some Ethereum and some Bitcoin and Excuse me, because I would never do this now, but I also got a little bit of verge because I didn't understand how things worked. And I'm, I haven't actually told anybody that, but that's how that was when I found Now everyone knows. The entire internet knows. You're going to get internet trolls just going at you or loving you. Either way. Well, we'll see because uh, the project I work with is kind of the kind of almost a rival of verge a little bit. So... Um, and then an advisor for um, Particle reached out to me, and so I got very intimately involved. And then now I really understand the technology behind crypto, and I'm, I'm very excited about the space. I am, 
I was just talking to someone about how they were saying crypto winter is the best time because only the strong will survive and the people who are building real was Derek from the uh, the Ye Old Bitcoins shop and the uh, Blockchain Institute in Portsmouth. So uh, check those things out as well. Right. Well, we, we were talking about that and I completely agree. Um, and I, I don't mean to keep talking about the project I work with, but there is a testnet version out there that you can um, go go and play with. And that's something that a lot of projects don't actually have, actively have. It's a, a marketplace that looks really cool and they're looking for testers right now if anyone wants to go and play around with that. Um, the thing that I worry about with crypto, other than the whole space being very speculative, is that will it scale? Because that's something that we've seen in the past people were ready when everybody was talking about it however it wasn't it was like a day for a transaction to go through so that is my probably probably is my biggest hope for crypto is that in the meantime when everything's not going so well that teams are working on making sure everything is ready for when adoption arrives that's a big concern. We want to get more users on board, but we want to make sure that um, that we can actually handle it. So a lot of smart people working on different competitive platforms to try and make this happen. Uh, but in terms of you as a content creator, I mean, obviously you also work in the crypto space, but in terms of a content creator, do you think that crypto could be a viable solution for people out there who are being de-platformed? Like, would you recommend that they get interested in uh, in this space? Yes, I think it's a great idea. I think you can choose whichever cryptocurrency you want, or you could choose like an app or an intermediary that allows you to pick among different ones. Um, but anything that I would I would plug Bitbacker at this uh, point because they accept a bunch of different cryptocurrencies: Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, Smart Cash. There's a whole heap on there. They're wanting to implement a bunch more for that exact reason. So it's it's uh, crypto agnostic, and people can choose whatever they want, and the system works with all of it. Right, because I, I think you will gravitate towards certain projects for whatever reason, personal reason you have or technical reason that you have. Um, but I would say that anything that allows me as a content creator or you as a content creator to directly reach the people who want to hear what you are producing, that's a good thing. And crypto allows you to do that because right now the way lots of monetary or financial services work is that you have a platform that people meet, that the platform is a medium and we want to be our own medium. We don't want to have other people not, not to say that you don't have rules, but we don't want to have other people being able to say when the top management changes hey, we don't like what you're doing, and so we're going to find any reason we can to remove you or to cut off your revenue stream. So I am definitely for crypto and anybody else, I mean, other content creators out there who are thinking about having a sustainable future for themselves, I would say go into crypto for sure. Well, make sure that you check out Desiree's YouTube channel, um, and I'll post all the uh, information in the, the text below. But thank you so much for your time, and I hope that things uh, look up on the whole PayPal front. I think just get away from fiat, you know. Um, even if people, even if you do have things like PayPal or Patreon being a revenue stream, I think it's so great to have alternatives. Uh, just have things to supplement your income, have cryptocurrency streams set up there. A lot of great platforms you can explore that do that. Uh, but just to safeguard yourself because it, as it happened to you. It can get cut off at any time. There's no explanation, there's no recourse. And um, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people get really hurt by this. So I hope things work out and thanks so much for your time. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. For extra material and any links mentioned in this podcast, please visit naomibrockwell.com. 
If you'd like to watch the video version, please visit Naomi Brockwell TV on YouTube, BitChute or DTube. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future.